everybody. Welcome back to the Side Dish Podcast, where we dish it out with Boston's brightest culinary minds. It's Brittany here from Boston Food Journal with my sister. Hey, everyone. We are actually reporting live from Cabo, Mexico right now. We are here on behalf of the Travel Center, a local travel agency in Massachusetts, and Social Mavens, which is a digital marketing agency also in Massachusetts. And we are promoting the gorgeous Grand Velas Resort. We're not going to give you much tea on this yet. We're going to spill the tea next week, but we are having a blast. And this is probably the first time that Kate and I are recording together in person, which is funny because it's funny looking at her. (laughs) Um, But anyway, we apologize for our inconsistency this last week. I think with everything just coming back, you know, to full swing post-COVID, we've had some trouble scheduling some of our guests. Um, We're going to be back into our regularly scheduled um, episodes next week. And again, we'll have a lot of fun stuff to share. So thanks again for your cooperation there. We've got a great episode today. We are doing Kate's wine tip. And then we're talking to Chef Ozzy from Baravine on Newberry Street, which recently reopened after being closed for the pandemic. So major congrats to them. And then I'm going to talk about a brand new restaurant that I visited um, a couple weeks ago that is a huge hit right now in Boston. Lots of buzz about that. So that's what we've got for today. Um, let's kick it off with you, Cattle. What are we drinking? Sure. Well, you may remember we had Trisha Perez Keneally on a few episodes ago. She's an absolute doll. Yep. Uh, and we're actually heading to the inn in July. So we're really excited to yes. check that out. But she inspired me because of the rosé tasting she does at the end featuring Whispering Angel. And I don't know why I hadn't focused on this one before, but all my friends love Whispering Angel. And it's like, we always joke, like, you hear the angels, they're whispering. Like every time we open the bottle, like, cause we're dorks. But anyway, but um, the one I'm going to feature today in honor of Trisha and the fact that it's so delicious is the Whispering Angel 2020 Rosé Côté de Provence. So uh, it's a blend of Grenache grape. Cinso and a bit of the white grape Vermentino. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from Provence, obviously, which is French wine country. Amazing on my top list of places to go. Uh, it can get a little bit expensive. So this is like not a rosé that you're just trying to chug to get a good buzz on. It's yeah. one that I would suggest you really enjoy, mm-hmm. kick back with friends. You don't need to have food with it necessarily, but um, it's between 20 and 50 bucks, depending on you know where you get it, what year it is, all that stuff. On the tasting notes, you're gonna do a, you're gonna find a sliced apple, mm-hmm. um, like pink it. grapefruit, strawberry, peach flavors. It's acidic with just a little bit of minerality, and it's really, really good. Uh, and another wine, like I mentioned earlier, you don't necessarily need food with it. Um, it's one that I just sit around and drink with my friends. And when you're outside, an ice cold glass of Whispering Angel really hits the spot. So you can find this wine everywhere check your local wine stores all the big liquor stores um, that carry a decent you know wine selection should have it as well so that's my wine tip like we if you listen to our podcast we mentioned that they do a whispering angel um wine pairing yeah like all the all the different types varying in color right years i think trisha has it all and that was my wine tip of the week. Everyone go out and buy some Whispering Angel. And I will now hand it over to Brittany to introduce our guest this week. So we're here today with Chef Ozzy, who is the chef at Baravine on Newberry Street. Um, the restaurant is dedicated to French wine and French cuisine. Chef, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Awesome. 
thank you for having me here. Of course. So um, first, could you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into cooking and how you ended up here in Boston? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so to start with, my first job in the kitchen was when I was seven years old. Wow. We were li living in Austria in a small town. Oh. I used to go before I before I go to school, I used to go to this farm where this very old lady, she used to own it. And she used to sell like a fresh cow's milk and fresh eggs and stuff like that. So nice. I used to milk the cows there, make mozzarella cheese and butter in the morning. Oh, wow. And then go to school. So that's wow. where I started my journey as a chef. That's awesome. So you started with like the freshest of ingredients that you can ever imagine. So to understand nature and to use the nature as the art, true artist, uh, I had to start early and I work in all the farms I can. That's amazing. We love people who respect food and the nature, you know, where food came from. So that's cool. You got to see that firsthand. Exactly. So, so young. And what brought you to Boston? How'd you end up here? <laughs> that's a very cool story. So I'm friends with a chef here at Alcove. Oh, yeah. He's in downtown. Yep. Uh, so during pandemic, when I was working for Marriott hotels uh, all over in the south, uh, when they closed down, uh, I was out of job. So I called him and see what what he's looking for. He said that, yeah, I'm reopening the restaurant up here after the shutdown. I need a chef to help me. So, yeah, I took a book on next flight and I came to Boston and I helped him open his reopen his restaurant. Uh, we did a patio grill outside and then I was a pastry chef for him. So we kind of said, basically helping him out anyway, run the restaurant. Yeah. That's Very awesome. Cool. So you, and you then end up meeting Nathan and Jerome, who are the owners of this restaurants. So, and after one year when they started thinking, they talked to me to open this restaurant as a chef de cuisine. Uh, so yeah, made, made me settle down here and yeah, I'm living right now. That's great. So you, how long have you been here? You have, must it's have been, uh, well, it's not, it's now been, Almost one year now. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. So you came like um, right, in the middle to... of... right in the pandemic. Yeah. Right in the middle of the pandemic. Right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> this is also a job makes me the youngest chef in Boston, which is an honor for really? me. Really? That's yeah. awesome. That's a huge uh, accolade. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess for our listeners too, the the full name of the restaurant is 1855 Bar of and it's above Le Volet for those of you that have seen that on Newberry Street. But um, I was reading a little bit about it on, on the website. And I think 1855 refers to the year when Bordeaux was named an official mm -hmm. classification of wine. And um, I know you guys have an extensive French wine list, which are my personal favorite. My personal favorite wines are French reds um, with like a very wide range of prices. But I guess, did you work with the owners to come up with the idea of um, concept for Baravines or did you kind of come into it after you had met them and it was already kind of created? So, well, my concept for their wine is basically they were looking for a food which matched with my, uh, which matched with their wine. So gotcha. uh, we did both, we are doing both French, uh, white and red. Actually, one of my favorite wine is Chablis right here, it's 2019. We yeah, tried it in the tasting menu and it goes great with scallops. Ooh, which is on both my steady tasting menu and on the a la carte. Uh, the concept of the menu, it's basically I have a tasting menu that changes every day. And then we have uh, to share and such, which is a concept that where I grew up in my culture, where we share plates. 
mm-hmm. between our Mindan family. So that's what's the concept I wanted to and bring out here. And I think that's what makes a bar restaurant. Bar is a concept where bring people closer together. And I think the share and such is one of those concepts that I want to do. That's great. And yeah. And the specific menu items, how did you come up with those? Are they things that you love to cook or you grew up eating? Things or- I love to cook. Uh, things I've been taught by some of the best chefs that I've worked for. Uh, and most of them are came from my childhood memories, like uh, scallops and romesco. It's one of those sauces that I learned from this great chef called Marcus Wearing. if you guys know him. No. No. Uh, Marcus Wearing. he... He now he does Australian Master Chef. Oh uh, wow! That's cool. He's a three mission star, well, six mission star chef. Yep. Uh, who was also at the CDC for Conor Ramsey. Oh wow! That, that you guys know him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's the so he, he chef you my... said for the family. Huh? The personal chef for. No, uh, personal chef. What do you mean by that? Never mind. Sorry. I think she misheard you. She <laughs> means. <laughs> So he was our family friend. Uh, so he taught me things like that to cook. Uh, all my food inspired by my child memories. And basically, whatever I do when I talk to my vendors, my, my farmers, I ask them questions like, I don't uh, d- demand them. I, w- I want this, this, and that. I ask them instead, like, what can you provide me so I can put on a plate? Yeah, so oh, I like that. Everything that's uh, cooked or comes to my kitchen, it get harvested 48 hours to 24 hours before on the ground and just come directly to me. So that's everything great. is extremely, extremely fresh. That's amazing. Do you that's have the farms, the every day, yeah. You have farms then locally that you work with to source? All the farms, like basically right now, I work with uh, dog pest farms. Uh, mm-hmm. they, are, they grow, uh, you know, pigs and hens and cows, uh, like grass fed. And then right now, produce connections they also have a nice small farms that they support eve's garden is one of them and yeah some of the other farms like similar farm in right by new andover yeah mm-hmm. near andover nice yeah nice so local just all local very very, it has to be either local or from france so like my father comes from france. france yeah i like that you said too you don't like have a menu concept in mind and then look for the ingredients you you ask them what is fresh what are you, what are you sourcing today and then you kind of adapt to that i think that that's so cool yeah and i th- I, I like i like eating fresh food as much as possible so i think that's right. one of the one of the reason why i want to do it i want to promote healthy food to the people which is actually healthy right yes. nice calorie deficit of right and you're supporting local farms too which is amazing yeah. And uh, you have to, I think the farmers, because I was a farmer at some point very youngly. I farm, I work in a caviar farm to duck Whoa. farm to like, you know, like uh, <laughs> dairy farms, all the farms. So I understand how important it is to respect the farms. Yeah. That's- and where, where did you grow up, Chef Ozzy? Where are you? I grew up in Austria. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then I moved, moved to Britain and I work at La Gavero, which is also a three mission star restaurant. Uh, my mother is a chef. Well, she, oh, okay. she, uh, she, she, she now owns a hotel in Dubai. So oh, wow. she was the first lady to win Michelin star in a, and the first person to win a Michelin star and the first person and first lady to win Michelin star in the United Arab Emirates. That's which really is a cool. region which were conserved to women, but she was the first of them to win those. 
That's, that's all amazing. Right. We are with uh, Mission Standard Family. Yeah, you came up from a long line of cooks and farmers. <laughs> cooks. Yeah. Work with it. Probably some of the most angriest chef, but it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely in your blood. Now, I know um, it sounds like the wines some inspire you to create dishes and you draw from like your experiences. What is your favorite wine? I do a wine tip on the podcast, as you know, probably. And yeah. um, I can I can hardly pick my favorite wine. So what's one of yours? So I can. Well, there's so many of them. And every time uh, I can't even remember some of their names, like the Matthew, who's up under the house guy, he Every day he's like, oh, chef, try this. Chef, try this. And chef's getting drunk. He's bringing all sorts of wine. And I'm like, oh, man, this is good. This is good. But like I said, one of the cool white wines that I like is Chablis mm-hmm. uh, 2019 by Joseph uh, Drohan. It's one of in our menu. And okay. uh, other stuff. Uh, if you guys come around, we have an extensive wine list. So, yeah, you will have some self selections and some of your uh, Matthews is like uh, also Samuelia. He, yeah, that's amazing. We want to well, come. We do want to come really bad. So this July, we'll we'll come in and we'll have that wine right there. Remember if that. If we didn't yeah, have to do that. at four a.m. today, tomorrow morning, yeah, we have an early we definitely morning have tomorrow. come today. <laughs> now, Chef, you mentioned that you moved here during the pandemic. So how was it at the restaurant? Um, yeah. were, was anything happening behind the scenes? Were you selling wine to go? Were you doing any takeout? Like, how was that? How was operating and, and working, you know, in the kitchen during a pandemic? How has that been? Well, uh, so we, at that point, when I, uh, the, during the pandemic time, I was working at Alcove. So what we did, we did a lot of catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, in-house catering that's one of the things we also started like a uh, small markets uh inside the restaurant where we are selling our fresh house-made pasta wow a lot of wine caviars that people can buy and a lot of uh, supporting a lot of local shops because uh, we had the name over there so ba- at bow one since now we are coming when we are open here we are coming out of pandemic mm-hmm. so we don't have to struggle that much on the selling to go options i don't even have I don't do, even do a go-to menu. I don't have that. And I uh, I want people to more come in and eat my food without taking, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I only, yeah, and I only have three guys with me right now that they, yeah, they get abused and bullied by me. <laughs> it's very sad. Got to get the job done. They are guys. They're, the kitchen is very young. Uh, we are all uh, in our 20s, so it's a very young kitchen. That's great. Cool. So it's a small are, operation. Yeah. That's great. They're all like knuckleheads, you know, like <laughs> working over an ass off, getting yelled and screamed at. <laughs> I bet that you are a great uh, manager, boss of them, or, or you're great to... That's because you've been that. You've yeah. been in that place. You've been in all the different <laughs> roles, so it's... Yeah, so like one of my leadership philosophies to develop a culture that brings people together yeah so in order to do that and i cannot be just an angry chef so i'm i'm like right. i'm like a bro to them you know like and then sometimes sometimes i could say bro can i not do that i'm like no dude <laughs> so they're like it's one of those cultures that i like to develop and i think uh yelling and screaming is a very old way of you know operating the kitchen running operating a kitchen yeah um i'm not a type of leader anymore there, there is all, all this correctness and wake up call, uh, but that's not my, my leadership. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to be more approachable than 
mean that's actually an interesting <laughs> thought that i'd never had before like people's kitchens probably all run in a different way depending on what the chef what his like you know or her type of leadership style is yeah exactly <laughs> and it's yeah. probably like a culture of fear or a culture of like you know fun like you've cultivated so that's really something i've never really thought of before now i want to ask yeah maybe we'll ask that yeah ask our other guests that question now because you got us thinking yeah we should ask other guests what their kitchen culture is like yeah it's a good question yeah so what's um I know you mentioned like scallops and Romanesco. What's your favorite food and wine pairing? Um, that's a must try besides the Chablis. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything specific on that part, but I would say my whole, I, every item on the menu is my favorite. <laughs> Cause I can really you have to say that you have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause you kind of uh, designed it, you know, right now my most sale item is steak tartare that I do. Mm. Um, I use cured egg yolks instead of just egg. Uh, that most people do, uh, and I started to earn my Beulah base is very, very uh, famous. It's a, f- a French fish dog, fish dog that yep, made. Really base. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very famous, and I use or- organic mushroom, uh, organic shrimps, and uh, mussels locally. Sounds, like I'm very hungry right now, and that sounds exquisite. <laughs> yeah, and my foie gras, but I'm foie gras, and, and anything, any uh, Pinot Noir. With foie gras that I have, and it's not a syrup or raw foie gras; it's a cream of foie gras. Mm. Yeah, pate with post beers. That is one thing I've got to say. I cannot. I've tried. I've tried it. A She's bunch kind of, times. of a picky eater. No, yeah, I don't I think I'm as bad as you. I've I'm tried. I'm not. I've tried foie gras so many times, and sometimes I like it, and sometimes I don't. But, but I had it a seared foie gras on like an apple tart one time. And it was so good that I liked it, but then I don't, the, the pate, I feel differently about, but maybe I'll come try yours. Yeah. Chef. I'm sure yours will win, win us over. Do you have a escargot on the menu? Escargot? Not yet. I not yet. don't really like escargot. Really? I'm not a fan of like, that's like a very old yeah. French thing. Yeah. I want to do I want to do other modern French techniques and something, or it can be American food. Yeah. With modern French techniques, or something very very modern French, like more uh, modern, interesting. Yeah, modern French things like that, mm. like octopus, mm-hmm. turning up octopus, turning up tomatoes, turning up uh, lobster and leeks, things like that. I um, love octopus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Frog, uh, frog, uh, frog legs and export. It's very old folks up. I might, I might end up putting it at some point in my life, but let's see. Yeah, good point. Good <laughs> you got to play around with other stuff. Now, first. Chef, do you, um, you know, in the year that you've been here in Boston, have you been out to eat at different restaurants? Do you have a favorite restaurant in Boston that's not Barvin? Any other place you <laughs> frequent when you're not at work? Yeah, uh, I have a couple, but I do like, if you don't want my favorite bar right now, uh, it's Avenue, it's in Austin. Yes, that's right, yes. I love the bar. Yep. First of all, I live right in front of it. Oh, perfect. That's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, very uh, one of my favorite places to go. Uh, second, I would say my one of my favorite restaurants, it's Menton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. we, yeah. We took of course, our, you would like that as a yeah, French chef. <laughs> French chef. We took our dad there for Father's Day many years ago, but it was it's quite That's an ex- a experience dinner. yeah experience now uh, chef rye he's one of my mentors uh he taught me how to cook uh, good french food so yeah i like i like his style of cooking 
Uh, Alcove is also one of my favorite all time. Yeah, I've been wanting but to try casual. the Alcove brunch. Yeah, it just uh, it's just a casual way of eating. Right, but casual. like, but just yeah. solid good food. Yep, and luckily, like funny thing is that I came uh, I start I came to start uh, in Boston like three years ago when Easter Standard was open. Uh huh. I know. Oh, yes. And they were giving me a job for CDC there. Uh huh. But when I moved in after two years, then the pandemic was happened, and now it's they're not gonna open anymore. Yeah, they're not. Like, uh, I like very, no. very upset about it. So kind of it's a Boston right. staple, you know. Yeah, so, it had been around. One of the Boston staples. Yeah. 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 So that's it's such a bummer, but it all worked out. Other other Italian food, uh, capo is very good. Yes, we yeah we it's love it. Nice. It's okay. It's an okay food. Yeah. But fun vibes. Italian fun bar. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a fun bar for dancing and drinking. I mean, it's not my standard, but yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the toast things. Yeah, yeah, I I've been there. If you haven't been, go to Copa in the South End for Italian. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. We it's love like Copa. Small plate that yeah, yeah. We also uh, SRV is another favorite of mine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were looking for me as their baker. I'm like, yep. oh really? So chef, that's actually an interesting question. Are you pastry? Like, what's your what was your like primary favorite thing? Pastry. Everywhere in the kitchen. So every station is my favorite station. <laughs> work as a, I work as a pastry chef. I work as a baker. That's I awesome. I did a cold line. I did curing. I was a butcher at some point too. So I did everything. Wow. Wow. You it. have so much great experience. I feel like that really rounds you out nicely as like a chef. And I feel like that's, I feel like a lot of people don't have that. You've truly done it your whole life. Yeah. That's so you've amazing. Like, you've done it again my whole life behind the stove. And yeah, I never knew that that's where I belong, but I just realized that like two years ago, uh, you know, like I was just talking to my partner and she, she told me like, yeah, well, I think you have lived all your life in, in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, I think that's where I belong. Yeah, <laughs> you had an epiphany. <laughs> it's a sad story, but yeah, today's Monday, it's supposed to be my day off when I'm here in the kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Sunday I was here to probably, I work here Sundays a week. Wow. True what, passion. What's your favorite like dessert to make then? We've talked about food a lot. What about uh, favorite food? dessert? Any type of uh, parfait. What's mm. part of the, the direction of like different type of ornaments? You have crunchiness, you have like that jelly. Creamy, yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, tarts, any type of tarts, like simple as lemon meringue tart is one. Oh, yes. Oh, that's good. Love yeah. lemon meringue and, uh, and everything. I, I, right now I have. Uh, Chocolate and raspberry tart on the menu mm. that goes very well with uh, red wines. Uh, it's just fudge brownie, chocolate ganache, chocolate sauce, and strawberries. Okay, and I'm, I'm drooling now. That's awesome. That sounds right. Really it's very, very simple. It's very, very easy to make. Sounds uh, delicious. Honeycomb is one of my favorite things, too. Oh, honeycomb, I candy. Yep. Yes. And it just goes with very, very good with wines and espresso. Interesting. Yum. I'm very hungry now. That's very cool. Do you I do bread too? Things. Like, do you make breads and stuff, or is that right now we don't have equipment to make bread, but I do make, I do make. I'm, I will make eventually brioche buns when mm. I get my crew ready for the. Because we just opened, like, we had our soft opening three days ago. Oh wow! Just, just opened Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and tomorrow is our grand reopening. Oh wow! I didn't know it was this new. No yes, wonder I've never seen it. Yes, you did. I thought it had been open for at least a couple months now. 
Well, it's reopened. Newly oh, reopened. reopened. Gotcha. With yep. with new, obviously new, you know, menu, new everything. Well, I want to go try it because I love French wine. So I feel like. Yeah, we're, we definitely need to come in ASAP and tell us what's next for you and, and the restaurant. Obviously, you're you're saying you might expand and do some brioche. Like, is there anything else we should be on the lookout for for the restaurant? Where can we look up Chef Ozzy? See what he's up to. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, you can look at a Chef Ozzy. Probably like, uh, I'll be doing some shows. I'm I'm publishing my book as well. It's coming out. Oh, right amazing! Uh, it's an American guide to her book of what is American culture. That's what it explains. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nothing to do with cooking or anything. It's just my six year for six years of journey in America, and what is the American culture? That's what. I yep. that's great. And that's what I'm doing next, and at the same time, expanding this restaurant. Uh, trying my best to put James Beard Award here, so I think uh, the deserve it. The restaurant deserve it itself. So that's my goal. Uh, my goal is to become the youngest chef in America to win James Beard Award, and I think might not be this year, but probably next year. Yeah. That's, That's an so amazing cool. goal. Yeah. When do they do the James Beard Awards? Once a year in the spring? I think every January this year. Right in January. Yeah. We're January. Well, this we are rooting for you. Yeah, we're we rooting are rooting for you. for you. And we can't wait to come in and meet you and try all of these delicious things. I want scallops. Yes. I want steak tartare. I want wine. Yeah, if you guys would like watch our Instagram stories, um, be posting everything like that. Awesome. They, they start doing it. Yeah, you guys are more than welcome. Come Thank anytime. You. You are more than free. Well, just walk in and say you are here to look for Chef Ozzy. And- okay. okay. And Chef, you'll have to let us know when the book's out so we can add the link to the book on our um, Side Dish podcast profiles. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Book will be out probably in six months or so, but absolutely. Really? Yeah. I'm great. curious. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with American culture, so I'm sure it's a... <laughs> yeah, I, I, had a, I had a lot of... Morgan Freeman gave me an interview for that book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so he's a good friend of mine. He'd be coming here as well. That's, That's awesome. amazing. Good for you. Got a lot of great stuff going on. Well, thank you for your time yeah. today. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before um, we wrap up? I just want to tell everybody just, you know, like, do in the end of the day, no matter what happens, do what you guys love. Oh, yeah. I like that. I love that. You know? yeah. uh, it might be hard at first, but once you truly realize that this is what you love, and you're good at it. You don't need to go to school for that or anything like that. You yep. just devote your time, learn, 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 and learn from your mentors as much as you can. And believe me, you will get that dream come true. I love that that's advice. Awesome. That's I, so true I, yeah, for you too. I think like, that's, I relate to that a lot because I'm not doing what I studied in college. So yeah. I kind of went off the beaten path to follow my passion. And I agree with what you're saying. I feel like if you have passion for something, you'll succeed no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Chef. It was such an honor to talk to you. And we're so excited for you. And can't wait to check out the restaurant and share share it with our my followers. (laughs) I don't have any. (laughs) But um, thank you so much. We we really appreciate your time. And it was great to learn more about you and your story and, you know, the restaurant and its concepts. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We're coming. See you guys soon. So now for my BFJ tip of the week, I want to talk about a place that 
You probably have seen me feature if you follow Boston Food Journal, but I want to talk about Major Food Group's brand new restaurant, Contessa, located in the Newberry on Newberry Street in Boston. So I feel like this is all the buzz right now in Boston, but I recently went to the um, press preview the night before they opened, and I got so many questions, so many comments about going to Contessa, so I wanted to talk about it here. So Major Food Group is a is a very renowned um, restaurant group in the U.S. Um, you might have heard of Mario Carbone. He is one of the um, founders, if you will, and this is his restaurant. So what's really cool about Contessa is this is the very first Contessa in the United States. They have a plan to um, roll out more Contessas in different cities, but the first one is in Boston, which is very, very cool. Mario and Major Food Group have a bunch of chain, not you know, chain restaurants, if you will, um, across the U.S. So Contessa is the very first concept of its kind, which is very cool that it's coming to Boston. It is on the roof of the Newberry, so you literally have like 360 views of the entire Boston skyline, and it's stunning. The interior is absolutely not to be missed. It's one of my favorite parts at Contessa. It was designed by another renowned designer, Ken Folk, and he just did an immaculate job. I mean, it's bright colors, it's pink, it's sophisticated, it's jewel tone blues. I mean, you guys have probably seen from all the photos out there, but the interior is absolutely stunning. So even if you just want to go for like photos of the interior, like have at it. It's so good. So now to the food. The food is, um, they, you know, they write inspired by the effortless elegance of Northern Italy. So I would say that the food is like a Italian-American. It's not like your red sauce Italian where you're going to get eggplant, chicken parm. It's more of like an upscale American Italian cuisine. We at the press preview got to try um, a lot of different things on the menu. So we got like a good mix of what they're offering. The menu was still in flux then. So I'm sure some items were not gonna, you know, aren't gonna be on the menu, but my favorite thing was the pizza. So it was just so, so fresh and it had fluffy balls of mozzarella on it. And it was literally the best mozzarella cheese I've ever had. So fresh, so crispy, cooked to perfection, amazing olive oil. It was delicious. We also had some gnocchi that was amazing, very soft potato gnocchi. And we had some shrimp and then some um, ribeye steak, which was very delicious. Another thing to note is the cocktails were very cool and interesting. It's like they took traditional, normal cocktails and elevated them. So for instance, um, they had an ex- a take on an espresso martini and that had sambuca in it, which is like a anise liqueur. So, you know, think licorice. So it tasted like an espresso martini with hints of espresso, um, but it, it definitely had a strong licorice flavor too, which was very interesting. And I've never seen, you know, an espresso martini done that way. Another interesting take was their um, Aperol spritz. That was incredible. It was like a normal Aperol spritz, um, but it had like cinnamon in it, which was very, very cool. So it tasted, you know, a little less sweet, I guess, if you will. It was delicious. Um, so those two dr- drinks I would definitely recommend. Another favorite drink of mine, I think I had a little too many of these, was a lemon drink where they literally put lemon sorbet with lemon vodka and Prosecco. And if you like sweet, kind of acidic drinks, this is your thing. I, I swear I had like four of them. It was literally like a Luigi's Lemon Ice with vodka. I mean, honestly, yes. So a lot of people have been asking me how to get into Contessa. I have heard that they 
are completely booked um, until August. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what people have been telling me. They are open for dinner, but they are also soon going to be open for breakfast and lunch. So if you want to get in, I would say follow them on social media. Watch for updates. You know, once they open for brunch or lunch, get a reservation ASAP, get in there, or just make reservations out, you know, till August and and wait and, and look forward to it because it really is a fun experience. It's exciting to see Boston um, growing. You know, our food scene is growing. We're getting some big names in there. And, you know, overall, it's just a great spot to check out. So definitely try it, Contessa. Um, check my feed. I did a couple posts there. But if you have any questions or need some food recommendations, let me know. Uh, but it was really, really delish. And I was super honored to be able to go to the press preview and can't wait to go back. I definitely want to shoot some photos there because, again, the interior is exquisite. All right, guys. Well, that's it for my BFJ scoop today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Don't forget to follow me at Boston Food Journal. Next episode, Kate and I are going to spill the tea on our Mexico trip. And also, we'll have our visit to the Inn at Hastings Park to talk about as well. We're super excited for that. But that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.